Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. While transporting dangerous viruses, the crew meets their new doctor and gets ready to say goodbye to Wesley. But when Counselor Troy becomes mysteriously pregnant... Wait, that can't be right. Well, damn, this is a weird one. From November 19th, 1988, it's season two, episode one, The Child, or holy shit, it's Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) I'm Cam, that's Dan, and we are huge Whoopi Goldberg fans. Sister Act 3, Sister Act 3, Sister Act 3. (laughs) It would be so good. Ah, Daniel, so much changed over the summer. I know, Wesley got taller and put aside his childish sweaters. Yeah, he got a real uniform and a communicator. Riker grew a beard. He did. Deanna sports her new hairdo. Worf's wearing yellow. We have a new doctor for some reason. I can tell you why we have a new doctor, but it does feel like for some reason. And we have a new lounge. (laughs) We do. I was like, well, this is special. (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure Whoopi Goldberg is magic in this show, but I'm sure we'll find out. Not magic, just old as fuck. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if it's ever I, I don't remember if it's ever mentioned in the show but she's an Aloran ah that should mean something to me it's going to okay I was like have I met the Alorans yet no you have not well now you have because you met Whoopi I know a Loren but I don't know any Alorans you're the worst <laughs> oh, read the thing read Jesus. the thing I'm gonna read tell the them thing. what happens there's so much, guys. There's so much. Pay attention. There is so much. Yes. On start date 42073.1, a new chief medical officer, Dr. Catherine Pulaski, played by fan favorite and one of mine, Diana Mulder, is brought aboard the Enterprise as it prepares to travel to Octet 9 in order to take on dangerous virus samples which will be carried to his Starfleet medical station in hopes of devising a cure for a plague. <laughs> that was the hardest part. Okay. I was, I was in the middle of drinking water, man. I almost spewed that everywhere. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. On leaving sorry. the ship the doctor transferred from, a ball of energy passes through the hull and enters the ship, eventually settling into the ship's counselor, <laughs> Deanna Troy. <laughs> Captain Picard wonders why the new doctor hasn't checked in with him and gets all sassy when he locates her on 10 forward. Upon arrival, he meets the ship's new bartender, Guinan, and is directed to the doctor. Meets. And and she directs him to the doctor who has been consulting Troy. At a meeting with the senior officers, Pulaski presents that Troy is pregnant. The fetus, implanted the day before, is developing at an accelerated rate and would be fully developed in 36 hours. Troy does not know who the father is, but is aware of a presence entering her body the night before. Though the senior staff debate terminating the pregnancy, Troy decides 
she will carry the baby to term and her rights as a human are fucking respected. Not like they were for the conception, but okay. That's true. It's true. Light pregnancy. <laughs> but still, I, I, I loved that Picard was like, and the discussion is over. <laughs> it's like, Good. you're goddamn right it is. Anyway, when the Enterprise arrives at Odyssey 9 to transport the plague samples into a highly secure storage vessel, Troy gives birth to an apparently normal boy who she names Ian Andrew after her father. Ian continues to develop rapidly. Within a day, he appears as a four-year-old child with corresponding mental facilities. Troy, Picard, and Pulaski observe Ian, played by Zachary Benjamin, purposefully putting himself in harm's way, seemingly just for the experience. When asked if he is ready to explain who or what he is, Ian explains, not yet. Having completely completed the transfer of the virus samples, the Enterprise heads for Starfleet Medical, and en route, the crew finds that one of the plague strains is growing inexplicably. Should it continue growing, it will rupture the storage vessel and result in a catastrophic exposure to all on board, which will be detrimental to all life. Meanwhile, Wesley is torn about what to do. He doesn't want to leave the Enterprise, but also wants to join his mother in her adventures at Lahala. I mean, Starfleet Medical. He chats with Guinan about the situation for a very long time. Back on the bridge, they discover that an unknown source, the unknown source of the Eichner radiation, is causing the growth. Separately, Ian, now appearing as an eight-year-old, played this time by R.J. Williams, confides to Troy that he is the source of the crew's problems and he will have to leave. Troy realizes Ian is dying and calls for medical assistance. As Pulaski tries to keep him alive, Data scans him and discovers that he is the source of the radiation. Ian dies in Troy's arms and turns into a ball of energy, which settles into Troy's hand, communicating telepathically with her for a moment, then leaves the ship, gets the fuck out of there. The life form told her that he wished to learn about humans through experiencing standard human development and living among the crew. With Ian gone, the plague simply returns to normal. Wesley decides he wants to remain on the Enterprise, and the crew continues on their mission. And so, ends <laughs> child. Oh, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I would just like to go on record saying that this is Marina Sirtis' least favorite episode in the entire canon of Next Generation. The one where she's raped by a little tiny thing of light? Yep. That one? Raped by her child. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fucky episode. It is. Um It is. Um also this plot was recycled from what was supposed to be Star Trek Phase 2. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Which is why it's it's a Gene Roddenberry episode. Go figure. Who's surprised? And <laughs> Not then, I. And then, uh, and, then, and then she gets pregnant, but it's like by light or something. <laughs> <laughs> clicky types, clicky types. So clicky hot. Clicky types, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's got three boobs. <laughs> God damn it, Gene, that no. That one's for my friend, Bill Shatner. He loves that shit. <laughs> Uh, Cameron, why is Whoopi Goldberg here? She's too big a star to be on network television in the 80s. She is here because she called the producers and said, hey, my life was inexplicably and completely changed by the original Star Trek, and I am the biggest fan, and I would love to be a representation for people, for children now. She literally called and said, do whatever you want with me. I just want to be a part of it. Aww. 
I, I must confess that I did already know that. I just wanted to get you to say it. <laughs> but I love it so much. She's just the best. Ugh, I love her so much. Okay, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> there's just, there's so much, Cameron. So much. Okay, first question. Do you prefer Riker with or without the beard? Ooh, it's early. Um, I think I prefer him with the beard so far, but it's it's early. I don't know. It, it, it does make him a little bit more rugged and masculine, does it not? Mm-hmm. He's less pretty. Yeah, def- he's less a pretty boy, but he's still pretty. He's still very pretty. It, it'd be hard to make him not pretty. I know, I know. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera makeup, maybe. 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 Um, so <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Um, what so, did you love? What made you super happy? What were no, you no, like, we, oh, we have, we have to talk about some other things first. Um, oh, some, some trivia, some trivia and whatnot? Not even trivia, just logistics. <laughs> so the reason Dr. Crusher was written off of this episode is that she had been cast in a play at La Hala that was going to overbook I mean it was going to conflict and so they they wrote her out and yeah just casually just casually wrote her out but still had to find a way to keep the child around god damn it and um (laughs) so they were like well let's bring on someone else let's let's bring on Catherine Pulaski and I know you recognize Diana Mulder from two episodes of the original series. Those being? <laughs> well, in one, she played a blind doctor who was wearing a bitchin' see, I can see dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I can see dress. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> can you name the other one? Uh, if IMDb would load faster, I could. <laughs> she was in Return of Tomorrow as Dr. Anne Mulhall and Is There No Truth in Beauty as is there in truth no beauty as dr miranda jones so she just plays doctors on star trek pretty much what that she was, does that was her jam anyway she's a phenomenal actress and i love her very much but the idea was <laughs> and you'll see this more but they were trying to make her more mccoy-like <laughs> mm, so she's, interesting. she's a little bit rougher a little bit snarkier a little bit more adverse to technology, which is why she feels weird about data. You'll see. You'll see. And I don't know if it ever worked, but I like the idea. <laughs> and I figured you would, too, since you're McCoy's biggest fan now. I I love me some goddamn McCoy. <laughs> I love me some goddamn McCoy, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, that's, I think that's enough logistics for now. Um, what I loved about this episode was that um, it's now starting to look like the Star Trek that I know and love it's now starting to look like the star trek that all of my favorite episodes take part in um (laughs) counselor troy is no longer wearing the weird thing with the weird uniform with the weird belt around it uh Riker has a beard guinan is in 10 forward and they're both alive and well what are you telling me guinan's gonna dead no no i just mean they didn't exist before this moment oh gotcha Um, Worf is now wearing some new bling that looks way better than his braided gold thing. Yeah, this is a little more, a little more substantial. Jordy is now a full lieutenant and he's in engineering where he belongs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so much <laughs> happened and it was just so casual. 
Uh, Troy's new hairstyle, too. I mean, she just looks a lot more lovely. Her weird bun from season one and her weird look at my obscure belt, which after we finish this, I will play you her riffing on it. And it's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, I besides I it's just it was so casual, all of these changes. And it was so great. Um, I really like Dr. Pulaski now i didn't like her as a child because i didn't understand why she was so snarky but i love her as an adult and i love guinan and i always thought it was weird that wesley chose to chose to stay on board but i get it um and yeah i actually really enjoy the i enjoy the fact that when Troy decides to keep the baby that it's her choice and that no one questions it and no one tries to argue i always thought that was great but everything else is awful fair enough what did you like, Dan? <laughs> uh, I liked Guinan. Um, even though it was brief, you know, it was Whoopi being flawless and subtle, and I and she did more counseling than the counselor in one episode. <laughs> she um, she did. Uh, I like the notion of ten forward. I think having a executive lounge like that is interesting. Although I was like, God, can you imagine coming all the way out into space just to be a bartender? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that'd be my fucking luck. I could get on a spaceship and they'd be like, yeah, but you're going to be the waiter. <laughs> like, oh, man. Some utopia. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining people being like, um, excuse me, Gaiden, when you're done, like, helping that kid figure his shit out, I could use another drink. Thanks. <laughs> but I'm excited to learn more. I really want to be an expert on Whoopi's character of Gaiden. I would like to be so expert that they call me a gynecologist. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't see that coming. Ugh. Yes! <laughs> Especially in this episode. That was my initial joke. I was like, well, why isn't Guinan helping out? You know. <laughs> Guinan the gynecologist. The gynecologist. Um, <laughs> The uh, 80s CGI rendering of the containment facility for the virus actually looked halfway decent. It did. That was a nice, pleasant surprise. Uh, Much better lighting, camera work, music. Like, this is a really well-directed episode. Again, not not as, uh, I guess, the stakes didn't quite land for me but um it was still really well directed like shit moved they almost pulled off having three separate stories that didn't really interact very much um until the very end and they managed to juggle them well the whole data versus data thing was was really fun we had interesting scientific work being done for a goddamn change <laughs> So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Diana plot was just all kinds of unnecessary and weird, but you know, I enjoyed. I enjoyed meeting the new doctor, Polanski. Uh, I enjoyed Ten Forward. I enjoyed their mission. Uh, and the scene between Guinan and Wesley was actually really nice. Talking about, you know, being temporarily selfish to figure out what you actually want. I was like, yep. that's good advice for young people to hear. It is. Um, 
Yeah, no, this this had a lot to really like, honestly. Um, I'm excited to see more as the show evolves. You can see they're taking some steps into, you know, more cementing their their costuming and uh, lighting and makeup and stuff is getting better. The camera work, the just the direction, the music, the way they're the way these episodes are being put together is of a higher quality. Just first season of episode, uh, first episode of season two. Um, in a way, they got that, more money, Dan. <laughs> it's all about money, Cameron. So I'm excited to see what they what they do with this added budget, expanded talent. Um, I think it'll make even the sloggy kind of shitty episodes more watchable. It will. If they're executed at a higher level like this. I'm excited. I actually can't wait till we get to season three, but we have to get through season two first. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> but it wasn't all welcome new crew members, was it, Cameron? No, it was it was welcome rape babies. Yay! What the fuck? Who pitched this? <laughs> I know you said it was Gene, but it's like, who was like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, Gene. That's a great fucking idea. Um, apparently, the producers didn't actually read the script before they agreed to it. I guess. Or is it that he had died at this point and they were like, I guess we have to. Nope, still alive. Still saying executive consultant. Yikes! 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 Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, Yeesh. I just—I don't know why not a single person could have like wrestled this one away and been like, maybe we should rewrite this a little more until it's less horrifying, awful. It's just like surprise—you're pregnant. Um. And it was this weird Madonna whore thing, like the way Riker looked at her. When he found out, uh, I wanted to be like, fuck you, dude. You're not together. <laughs> she, wanna... isn't a, she isn't a placeholder. <laughs> yeah, right? You, uh, you want to fuck your way through the galaxy, all right? You gave up any right to say anything about what she does with her body. Yep. Also, she was definitely raped by a beam of light, so. That then became her child. I just, I can't. I can't, Cameron. <laughs> Um, there is a similar st- plor- uh, there is a similar story in the Avengers 197 through 200 I really thought you were going to say that there's a similar story in the National Enquirer <laughs> nope nope just trying to stab things that you love uh, you think that the Avengers is like where to hit me where I live come on no, I don't I know the Batman is where you live. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, what are, is it? Does that uh, wait? Avengers one ninety seven. What would that be from? Like nineteen sixty. Nineteen eighty. Wait, volume one or volume two? Volume two. Uh Not a good time. Anyway, there was some kerfuffle because they thought that they stole it from directly from the Star the Star Trek Phase Two script. And oh, interesting. I don't think anyone should be protective over this material. Yeah. Who who wants it? That's the question. Who wants this story? 
They can have it. God damn it, Gene. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, just the whole plot was unnecessary. They could have... I mean, it just did... do the virus thing. Just do the virus thing and have it be like an alien hitchhiker or an ambassador or some other fucking thing that's putting off the what do they call it? Eichner radiation. Yep. Such a weird name. Eichner radiation. It is. Weird. Just... Is that what Billy Eichner puts off? Is that why people run away from him during Billy on the street? <laughs> Excuse me, miss, for a dollar. Will you accelerate <laughs> the growth of these viruses? <laughs> Sir, sir, for a dollar, can we break this containment field, sir? <laughs> I'm into it. I'm now. Now into I wish it. I'd seen the new Lion King so I could quote some of his uh, Timon. But I'm I'm out of Billy Eichner. All I can do is say Miss or Sir, and for a dollar. And I thought he was Zazu. No, Zazu was. Uh, they have to go British with Zazu. It's uh, John Oliver plays Zazu. Oh, it is John Oliver. You're right. Yep. I need to see it. Well, it's struggling, Cameron. It's struggling at the box office. You better get there before uh, it, it tops out at $1.3 billion. It's, it needs your help. <laughs> Disney desperately needs your help, Cameron. I know. I mean, I haven't watched a movie in the theater since I left New York. So, Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. It's not my favorite pastime. Oh, God, I love it, especially at an Alamo draft house where everyone has to shut the fuck up. That's the problem, is there's no Alamo draft house around here. Nope, there's just a draft house, and then there's a cardboard cutout of the Alamo that people take pictures by. I wish. Not the same. (laughs) (laughs) I wish both of those things were true. It would be more interesting. Yeah, right? Anyway, um... I also <laughs> I kind of hated the scientist, the doctor who is in charge of transporting the <laughs> transporting the viruses. The viruses. Yeah. He, he didn't know what the fuck was going worthless. on. He was right? just worthless. I kept expecting him to try and sell me uh, diabetes testing supplies. <laughs> I was like, well, listen, was just... you dime store Wilford Bremley, get it together. <laughs> it was just seemed like the entire time he was going, hmm. Oh, I don't know, man. This is just my first day. They put me in charge of all these super plagues, and I'm like, I just know how to work a forklift. <laughs> just know how to work a forklift. Yeah. Um, different on a different spectrum, though. I did actually enjoy Marina Sirtis's acting. I think she's delightfully talented and did the best with what she could. Because boy, what a what a shitstorm. I feel like that's the caveat for, at least thus far, women on Star Trek has been our, our note. They did the best with what they were given. <laughs> it does get better. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Captain Janeway and Seven of Nine and other female characters. I don't know. Alana just... Torres. <laughs> Alana Torres, sure. I don't know. She's on Voyager. Well, and then oh. there's all the Deep Space Nine women, too. Who are amazing. Nice, nice. You're going to love Deep Space Nine, Dan. Oh, God. You're going to have hard nipples the entire time we record. Ooh. I do anyways, but I guess they'll be extra hard. (laughs) You can etch glass with them. Uh, You know what else, like, grossly upset me about this episode, Cameron? What, Dan? 
the fact that when a creepy little ball of light child says, oh, I got to play with puppies today. You should come by tomorrow, Captain, and play with the puppies. Uh, have you ever played with a puppy? Picard said no. Picard said he'd never played with a puppy before. I know. <laughs> I don't think I trust him now. <laughs> He's an adult human who's never played with a puppy. There's some, like... There's something wrong with him. There is. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable and like I can't trust him. That's fair. But yeah, I do miss Dr. Crusher already. Oh yeah. But we have Gaiman and we have 10 forward and we have a lot to look forward to tenderly. Ah, I see what you did there. Also, <laughs> I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring him up, but I realized why it upset me so much about the puppy, Cameron. Why Trump doesn't have a presidential dog. Every every president has a dog, but Trump doesn't. Or a cat. Or a cat. I don't trust. I don't trust people who don't uh, who don't have pets when they're in. I don't trust people who don't have pets. Period. Mm-hmm. Why, kitty? Oh my Christ! She's being so fucking cute right now. <laughs> That's what they do. Did anything else about this episode just like perversely affect your viewing of Star Trek and ruin the whole thing for you forever? No. Oh. <laughs> no. It's not one of those episodes. Sure. Did it you, Dan? No. Um, it makes me want to learn more about Guinan, though. Like, I really, I really want to. I want to master my knowledge of Guinan and become a gynecologist. <laughs> you made that joke twice, and I, I laughed I know, again. And I, I, I want to. I want. I think we should have T-shirts. That's just like a. That's like Whoopi in character, looking very knowing, and it'll just say gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be her face on the front, and then on the back it says, "I'm a." gynecologist yes Cer board certified gynecologist <laughs> i'm into it let's make that happen nope when we finally launch our merch line yes yes <laughs> uh, i'll set something up will you I will. I promise this time. It's just okay. like how I'm going to take you fishing, Cameron. What? <laughs> Maybe next weekend, buddy. <laughs> Boy, it's a good thing I'm the older one. Mm -hmm. Which is why I call you daddy. Speaking of great quotes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Superstar. Ah. Uh, <laughs> data look at this data what my name it is pronounced data oh you called me data what's the difference one is my name the other is not is this possible with all your neuronets and heuristics is there some combination of circuits that make up a network for bruised feelings? Possible? Data smiles at the idea. <laughs> you better do your try. 
<laughs> Captain, do whatever you feel is necessary to protect the ship and the crew. But know this, I'm going to have this baby. Then it would seem the discussion is over. The only redeeming part of that entire storyline. Yep. Oh, I did kind of like Data being the... Oh, yeah, Data holding her hand and being there. We remember it as we read the quote. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for allowing me to participate. It was remarkable. Uh, (laughs) Were you here all along? Yes. Says to Riker. He's beautiful, Deanna, just like his mother. How do you feel? Says Dr. <laughs> Kate Pulaski. That's my Dr. Kate. How do you feel? It's just like a fee. It's like a f- I'm going to take my McCoy and I'm going to make it younger and I'm going to make it female. So now this is Dr. Kate Pulaski asking, but- how do you feel? <laughs> That's a it female actually sounds- young McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds more like mccoy actually sounds no it sounds oh god damn it i can't even make a punchline son of a bitch hang on it sounds like linda belcher just a little bit oh my god how do you feel (laughs) it's okay i'm your doctor (laughs) come here doctor mommy Fine, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor, for everything. Amazing! <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Not the best way to meet your new captain. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> All right, do you want to be Guinan or do you want to be Wesley Crusher? <laughs> That's up to you. I feel like you're, you're a more calm presence. So you be Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) What about a cup of nectar? Direct from Prometheus. No, nothing. That's the third time you've asked me. That's what I'm expected to do. Don't you always do what's expected? I try. Even if it's not what you really want? Sometimes. Sometimes it's more important to consider others before yourself. But sometimes the game is to know... When to consider yourself before others. Give yourself permission to be selfish. You like my whoopee voice? (laughs) Very nice. It's something. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I'm not ready for this. We're going to sing music that we all love, and it's going to save the church. All right? I'm whoopee. (laughs) Showgirl in Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> okay? And also a medium. <sighs> and just just the fucking best. Okay. Difficult under the circumstances. Perhaps I could serve in that capacity. Counselor Troy is going to need the comfort of a human touch, not the cold hand of technology. <laughs> that just went straight for McCoy. I don't know why. I think Commander Dato will do very nicely. Your choice. <laughs> Yeah, we can go with female. We gotta, we gotta pick if we're gonna go just do McCoy, or we could do Linda Belcher, or we could, uh, I don't know, with a last name like Polanski, we could uh, go with. 
I don't know, some sort of Eastern European accent. I think you should just combine and be Dr. Linda McCoy Belcher. Linda Bones McCoy Belcher. Bones McCoy Belcher. Okay, so we got got a McCoy. (laughs) And we got a Linda. So we morph them together. Sounds like I'm having a stroke. God, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not ready. Acting ensign Wesley Crusher has expressed his desire to remain on the Enterprise. I see. And how did you respond? I haven't yet, number one. I didn't feel it was my decision alone. His remaining will affect all of us. Good point. With his mother gone, who will see to his studies? That's true. Of course, that responsibility would fall to Commander Data. And who will tuck him in at night? (laughs) Come on, Commander. (laughs) I will accept that responsibility. My favorite line of the entire episode. (laughs) That was hilarious. And then uh, Deanic goes, Well, we know he'll get his sleep. (laughs) Teehee. You know, number one, it seems to me that you would be best suited for these responsibilities. Are you willing to serve? Difficult decision. Yes, I can do that. Very well. Mr. Crusher, contact your mother at Starfleet Medical. Give her my regards. Single tear rolls down his face. (laughs) And tell her that you have my permission to remain on the Enterprise. But I will abide by her wishes. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I know she'll agree. Now, do you have course and speed laid in? Yes, sir. They are. Very well. Mr. Crusher, engage. You know, I would have to say that this episode is iconic just because of (laughs) all the shit that happens. There is, it, it feels like it's got all the good stuff starting and all the bad habits. Like, it's, it's like when you've, you're in recovery and you start jogging, you know? It's, it's like, like you midway still get through season shakes. two of the yeah. original series. Yeah, things are starting to go off the rails. Or in this case, I feel like they're getting more on the rails. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll just hang out at 10 forward and have some tea and talk about it. <laughs> it's me, Guyna. Welcome to the lounge. Wesley. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. It's going to be fine. (laughs) I apparently just need to sit around and watch you work. I will be content for the rest of my life. (laughs) All right. Medical readings are good. Good, 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 good. Oh, no, the virus. The virus is getting all crazy. What are we going to (laughs) do? What's what's the Eichner radiation? Cameron, how many I'm my own father light balls would you give this episode? <laughs> um, you know, half of it was horrifying and half of it was truly on point. So I'm going to have to do 2.5. I'm my own father light balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
god. Uh yeah, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it two point two five. Oh. Yeah. Was it's... so close, Dan. Ugh. You know it'd be a one if it wasn't for Guinan. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's gonna be a very long six years. Hey, one time I did a movie with Maggie Smith, but it was before anyone in America knew who Maggie Smith was. It was great. She's it's hilarious. True. She I is hilarious. Her. One of my best friends. But yeah, carrying on Michelle Nichols' legacy, and I just, I love it so much. Yeah. She's the I'm best. Su- I'm kind of surprised that, I guess there wasn't more representation initially. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had both... Sulu and Ahura as people of color on the bridge. And I guess, well, do we count Worf with all the prosthetics and makeup? I mean, he's still technically a person of color, but I don't know if it's countable. I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't know. He is... Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Regardless, I'm really glad Whoopi's here. I look I look forward to her counseling the shit out of people and then maybe fighting Q. I wanna see her I wanna see her fight Q. Like that's what I want. I wanna see I wanna see Guinan versus Q in a battle of wits. And some of them are I mean, she's always fabulous. Some of the episodes are amazing and some of them are downright shit. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but I can't wait to continue exploring this with you, Dan. Yeah, and we're going to we're going to keep on exploring. We'll be back with the next episode where <laughs> silence has lease. Indeed. That's a title. It is a title. All right, everyone. We have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. And that just leaves one last thing for us to do, and that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week. But to make it so. Keep on trekking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. Is that not a good whoopee? I feel like that's a good whoopee. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's really not. Doesn't sound anything like her. Nothing. Not no. at all. You don't think this sounds like whoopee? No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> wow. Okay. I guess I don't know what whoopee sounds like. I kind of, I kind of imagine her having this sort of, this somewhat husky voice, like this. I don't know. Maybe I'm she wrong. does have a husky voice. Okay, so I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the protest. <laughs> You're on go. your way. All right. <sighs> wow, this one's gonna be interesting. It is gonna Woo! be interesting. And. Linda Belcher as Dr. Kate Pulaski. <laughs> oh, set phases to stunning. All right. What have I done? <laughs> oh, Wesley, did you get a little boo-boo? Oh, come here. I'll fix you right up. <laughs> okay. What's this, what's this tricorder thing? I don't know how to work it. I don't know how to number I'm going to get you. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Quit bleeding. Quit bleeding. <laughs>
a Secret Weapon production.